Today's episode is brought to you by Me Undies, high quality, super comfortable, good looking underwear. Okay, I'm lying. Me Undies isn't sponsoring this show. In fact, no one is sponsoring this show. But if you work for Me Undies and you're listening, maybe you could send me a free pair? Two free pairs? Actually, I'd take a free pair from any underwear company. Slide into my DMs, please, and thank you. Welcome to episode three of The Anyone Show. Hello, it's Dan Rollman here. Do you ever feel lazy? Like you're completely wasting a lot of your waking hours? I feel that way all the time. I am the king of internet wormholes. Like today, I learned the actor who played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds also appeared in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. How cool is that? I mean, how pathetic am I for spending my valuable moments digging up such useless information? Folks, you only live once. Today's guest, professional bodybuilder Samantha Sage, doesn't seem like she's ever wasted a moment of time in her life. This woman was born sprinting and she's never slowed down. Her journey is fascinating and inspiring. She was on the cusp of becoming a WWE professional wrestler when her life took a twist. Let's jump in and hear the conversation. Thanks again so much for being open to talk. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited. Yeah. So why don't we just start... um, why don't we just start at the beginning? I'd love to hear a little bit about your youth growing up and how you got into uh, into the world of bodybuilding. So I was a gymnast growing up. Um, I've always been sort of self-motivated. I mean, I remember as a little girl, I'd prepare myself healthy meals before gymnastics. And if my parents were, around, were not around to drive me, I would walk or ride my bike to get myself there. Um, I took it pretty seriously. I really enjoyed doing it. I'd even sit up at night and do like my sit-ups and my push-ups before bed. <laughs> I was a pretty self-disciplined child. And and, and, and was I, your was your fa- I mean was everybody in your family doing this or was this something that was unique about you? This was something that was unique about me. I mean, my dad was an athlete. He got drafted for the Blue Jays. Um, and my brothers are all athletes too, but nobody really took it to the level I did. I mean, I like really anything I did, I did a hundred percent and I just wanted to be the best at whatever I did. Hmm. (laughs) Honestly, feel like it's just something I was born with. Like, I can't remember ever a time where I wasn't, I'd get up like all by myself two hours before school and I'd go for runs like at a really young age. (laughs) I've always just had that like extra level of drive. Wow. Yeah. That was not me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would sleep in for two more hours. Um, uh, so, so you, so you had this drive in your youth and then how did, how did that turn into a a career in, in the world of bodybuilding? So I always had a love for performing. Um, so after gymnastics, I did that through all through high school and then I picked up cheerleading in high school. And then after that, I went off to college and it wasn't when I was in college, I, um, I was nannying for a family that went away and they were the owners of all the world gyms. Mm-hmm. 
So to replace that job, they put me in the gym and I was a smoothie girl in the gym. Hmm. And I just started working out and people would ask me what I'm training for. (laughs) And I wasn't training for anything. It was just like my lifestyle. So I reached out to a local trainer and asked for help. And he wrote on like a little post-it note what I should do every single day. Didn't He didn't train me and he gave me the note and I did it myself. I did exactly what he, he wrote down <laughs> for training. And then he gave me another one for my diet and I held myself to it and did it 100% to a T. And then little by little, I started to get in really good shape. Yep. And I went into my first show with no expectations and one third place. And that kind of like lit a spark in me. I was like, wow, if I can accomplish this, I wonder what else I can set my mind to. And that was like the first time I'd really ever like set a goal for myself mm-hmm. and then achieved it. So then I learned of fitness, the fitness category. So the only person I could find to help me with something like that was in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And the girl had a suit company, so she was going to sponsor me and train me for this show, but I had to move to Houston mm-hmm. and my mom was not too happy with the idea, but I felt like it was something I had to do. How, how, how old were you at about at this point? I was 19. Okay. Yeah. So I packed up my Honda and I drove myself to Houston, Texas and got my first apartment and I was all in. And then shortly after I moved there, the girl's suit company went bankrupt and she had to totally call everything off. So I sat there at my table in my little apartment with not much in it. And I knew that I had two options. I could pack up my car and go home to my mom and tell her she was right. Mm -hmm. Or I could figure it out myself. So it took two years. But two years later, I got my IFBB Pro card in the fitness category and was a pretty well-known trainer in the area, too, at Fit Athletic Club in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. I, I know that somewhere in the middle of there, um, you uh, became a finalist on a, an MTV professional wrestling reality show, WWE Tough Enough. Um, wh- where, where exactly did that fit in with the timeline, and what was that experience like? <laughs> okay, so... After I earned my pro card in Houston, um, I knew Houston was never going to be end-all, be-all. But shortly after that, I was at um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger in Ohio, that competition, and I met somebody who recruited me to try out for that TV show. Mm -hmm. So I ended up moving to California. That's when I moved to L.A. Mm -hmm. right after that and went to Orlando, was on the TV show. They pulled me off the TV show because they actually saw potential in me as an athlete and the TV shows it's reality TV. Right. So they pulled me off and they had me train in Downey, California with Brian Kendrick. He's a former superstar. He, he was a tag team champion at one point, right? Yes, he was. So it was me and another girl named Daria who Daria actually is now in the WWE. She's active it was her and me. We drove to Downey every day, Monday through Friday, and we just worked our butts off and trained in the ring. And, and, and then when, I got offered. And when you were training, were you, was it just strength conditioning or were you learning body slams and pile drivers and actual uh, professional wrestling moves? Oh, we were learning all the professional wrestling oh my moves, gosh. along with some conditioning, but it was mostly like one-on-one. I was learning how to do backflips off the ropes. Wow. It, it was fun. Yeah. Sounds super fun. Yeah, it was really quite the experience. So six months in, I found out I was 
pregnant and I found out I was pregnant at four months too. So I was training. I had no idea I was pregnant. So that kind of put a sudden halt to everything. Were you doing, I mean, so you were doing the backflips off the ropes and so forth while pregnant, just having no, no clue that, that you were pregnant. Yes. Wow. Mm Hmm. I'm excited to see uh, who your son grows up to be. <laughs> He's, he looks like a little athlete himself. You should see him. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that exact day or moment when you found out you were pregnant. Do you, do you, what memories do you have from that? Oh, my gosh. I will never forget that day, actually. I was in the middle of the ring. So we were learning chops. And I remember Eva Marie was there. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. She's one of the divas. And mm-hmm. there were a few other big names in the ring that day. And I was, I don't know what happened, but I was in the middle of the ring with this guy who he told me he's going to take it easy. And he practiced his chop on my chest. And I stood in the middle of the ring and just started bawling my eyes out in front of everybody. Mm. (laughs) It's the most embarrassing moment of my life. Mm. And I left the ring that day and I was like, that's it. I had enough. I'm so embarrassed. This is not like me. I was just feeling overly emotional. Yep. And I didn't know what was wrong with me, but I knew there was something going on. And I was just, that was just it for me. And I went to the doctor and he did some tests on me and he asked me that day, he's like, are you pregnant? And I was like, oh no, no way. And then I left the doctor driving home and I was thinking about everything that had happened over the last few months. I remember Mm -hmm. getting my hair done one day and telling my hairdresser that I feel so sick every day, Hmm. but never once did I think maybe I'm pregnant until the doctor put the idea in my head. Right. So that was the day I went to CVS and I got a pregnancy test and I found out I was pregnant that day. How did you feel when you when you saw the result of the test? I wrapped it back up and then tried it again because I didn't believe it. <laughs> and then I was just shocked. And yeah. then but I knew the second I found out, I knew it was true. Like I knew it just all made sense. Like I just knew it. Right. And, and this was, am I correct that it was the same week that you found out you were pregnant? You also received a a contract from the WWE? Yes. An offer. And, And what, and what was that offer that was basically to, to bring you in as a professional wrestler? Yes. Hmm. So what went through your mind? I mean, you've been going through uh, months, if not years, of, of training on this uh, journey to become a, a professional athlete, and you're working with a, a, a world legend uh, wrestler, and, and um, then you get this dream professional opportunity, and you find out you're pregnant. That, that, what, what, what was going through your mind? A lot of stuff. Um, part of me was scared and I didn't know because I was all by myself living in Venice Beach. Um, Part of me was disappointed, honestly, because I felt like I'd have to give up everything that I'd worked so hard for. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do in that moment. I didn't know if I could possibly raise him by myself. I mean, the second I told his father, he said that he didn't want anything to do with with the pregnancy. So I knew Mm -hmm. that it would have to be all on my own. Um, but I also knew that it was my choice. I mean, so after a few days in that moment, I didn't know what I was going to do. It took a little bit of time to all settle in. But the second I went in and had an ultrasound done, 
I went in there that day and I thought that maybe I was considering other alternative options. I didn't know if I was going to have him or not. Mm -hmm. I thought that maybe he was just like a little ball of cells. Mm -hmm. And I went in and the first thing the doctor said was, oh, he's an athlete just like his mom. (laughs) He. So I went in to have my ultrasound. I thought it could have been just like a few dots on a monitor. She says he and he's an athlete just like his mom. And of course, I look over at the screen and I see this like full baby (laughs) who's little hand was like waving at me. I literally have a picture from that day and he's making a muscle in my womb. Wow. And I feel it right now. Like I just instantly fell in love with him. And I'm like there, I knew in that moment, I knew exactly what I had to do. And I didn't even care. Like, obviously I look back at my life back then and I I did have to give everything up for him, but it was the best decision I've ever made. He's made me into such I don't know. He's just changed my life. He's brought me so much joy in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. you have kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was no, there was at that point, there was just no, I felt like I had a much bigger purpose in this world and it was him. Hmm. So when you decided that you were going to to keep him and obviously step back from the professional uh, training that you were on, what, what were those next few months like? And what do you remember about the day that your son was born? The next few months were really difficult, I'd say. Um, Some of the most challenging in my life, mainly because I had to pack up. Well, I didn't have to. I made, I mean, all this was a choice, but I moved back home. I left, I loved my little apartment in Venice Beach, right across from Gold's Gym. Um, (laughs) I packed up everything, went back home with my mom, moved in with her, and just got a job at a gym. And I was, I mean, I made the best of it, but it was definitely challenging just after like having walked, I walked, I walked away from what I felt like at the time was everything I'd ever wanted. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you're back in Buffalo living with your mom uh, and yeah, yeah re- realizing your life was heading in a totally different direction. Yes. In the snow. And it just was, it was difficult. Hmm. But I had, I don't know, I had my son to look forward to. So that kind of was kept me, kept me going. But after I had him was, I'd say that was even, that was the most difficult time, like the few, a couple months after. Mm-hmm. I know you had mentioned, uh, at some point you were sleeping on a wooden floor and feeling like you'd hit rock bottom. Where, wh- wh- when did that happen? Yeah. So after I had Levi, um, I was in Buffalo and I was seriously depressed and I knew that I couldn't stay in Buffalo. Um, I had to go figure out I didn't know what, what the next step was, but I knew that I had to start stepping to figure, figure that out. Yep. So I got a phone call from a lady who I was close family friends with in Los Angeles. And she'd asked if I could come back out to help her with her little boy. She was pregnant and on bed rest. So I figured that would be a good way for me just to get back to California without having to make a huge commitment. Cause mm-hmm. I could just live with them. Mm-hmm. So I brought my son, I packed a suitcase and I'd only planned on going for the summer and I never, (laughs) never went back to Buffalo. I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen, but so I was working for them for a little while. And then I found another opportunity that was close by and that opportunity was not as good as the first one. And shortly after I had moved in with them, the father of the family got evicted from his home. So I had to pack up my son and 
all of our stuff hmm. unexpectedly. And I didn't know what I was going to do at that point. That was, that was rock bottom. Yeah. And the only thing I could think of to do, I knew I wasn't in a good state to make any life decisions. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could think of was to take Levi to the zoo. So we drove down <laughs> to San Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got an Airbnb, just kind of took it one day at a time. And we got an apartment. Of course, I had nothing. Yeah. I, it was um, actually February two years ago, so I just gotten income taxes. So I used that to get an apartment, and for there was for at least a few weeks, we slept on the floor in that apartment, and I just kind of had to build my life up. Something hit me on the uh, during those two weeks, and I looked in the mirror one day, and I'm like, if I'm struggling to raise this child, and I feel like I have, I know in my heart, I've proven to myself I can do anything I set my mind to. I have, I feel like I have so much potential and there's limitless opportunities. So I can only imagine how many women there are in the world that are struggling to raise their kids and don't have the potential and opportunities that I have in my life. So something hit me during that time. And I'm like, I need to stay the course, not only for this little boy, he didn't ask to come into this world. So I need to make sure he has the best, the best life. Mm -hmm. And I need to teach these other women how to do it too. Once I find my way. So that was kind of a promise I made to him and myself during that two weeks. Wow. And and what what advice from your experiences do you have for for single moms or single parents? Um, to whatever it takes to figure so stay on your path. I mean, it took me a little while to realize, but I was a person before I had Levi, and it's important for me to rediscover and reinvent that person after I have him. Um, so it's still important to set goals and work towards becoming the best version of yourself for your kids. I mean, sometimes it's easy for women to get caught in a trap and just feel like they need to just take care of their kids and their family all the time, which is true, but it's equally as important to make time to work out and take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. get your nails done, get your hair done, Mm -hmm. whatever it is for Maybe you, not everyone likes to work, but if it's, if it's not a career, I mean, Whatever your passions are, find them and make the time for them. That's the best advice I could probably give to all moms. On your hardest, darkest days, what what motivates you? You know, I'm not always motivated every day, to be honest. There was on my hardest days, even today, there's some days when I don't want to get up at six o'clock and do my workout before the day starts. But sometimes you just have to get out and take action. And the action is actually what motivates you to keep going throughout the day. Yeah. Do you ever have days where you just say, I'm going to ignore that alarm and sleep for a couple more hours? Um, I don't let myself. It's part of the discipline. I mean, I have this thing, it's called the five second rule. And when my alarm goes off, I give myself five seconds because I, after that, that's when the brain is most creative in the morning too, with the excuses that start pouring in after five seconds. So I make myself just get up and I always, I never regret it. I think I have the five hour rule. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> um, but I will, I will try. I don't know if I can get to five seconds, but maybe I'll try the five minute rule and see how that goes. Um, what, what, uh, what do you want to teach your son that you wish you'd known when you were younger? Mm, I would like him to realize that he can do anything that he sets his mind to. There's no limitations in this world. And I don't want him to ever get caught in a cycle where he's just working for a paycheck and just working to pay bills. I want him to become the best version of himself and 
realize that he really can do anything that he wants to do in this world. What's on your bucket list for the future? What, uh, what are you excited to hopefully achieve or experience in your future years? <laughs> um, there's the top item on my bucket list is surfing in Bali. I would love, love, love to go surfing in Bali and just really, I have a, I've always loved surfing, <laughs> but I haven't really pursued it like I'd want to. So over the next few years, I'd really like to get better at surfing and then make that trip to Bali and go surf some big waves. Well, you live in San Diego, so that's probably a pretty good uh, training training grounds. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you ever imagine you might return to focusing on wrestling, or do you think that chapter has a uh, that ship has sailed? I think that ship has sailed. Actually, people ask me that all the time, and there's not that I have anything against it. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome experience for a single girl living in Venice. But mm-hmm. there's something about the little eyes looking up at me, and I want to make sure that. I'm walking in the best image of myself for him. And do you, do you have, is it hard to let that dream go? It's hard. There's definitely days when I look back and sort of compare. Um, but I just, I use it as motivation now instead of just living in the past. I know that the, and I truly believe the best is yet to come. I mean, that was, that experience in my life was pretty awesome, but I feel like over the next few years, it's going to be bigger and better than it ever was. I have one uh, one last question. How many push-ups in a row can you do? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I'd say I could probably do about 100. Wow. Uh, well, uh, I think that tomorrow I'm going to get out of bed within five minutes. And five I will, seconds. Uh, well, we're going to do it one day at a time. Maybe in a year or two we'll do five seconds. But I will work towards five seconds. I will work towards uh, trying to uh, hit double digits and push-ups. Um, tri- we'll see about triple digits. That that may take a little bit longer. Um, but uh, it's been such a pleasure to to chat with you today, Samantha. I really appreciate uh, your time. And gosh, what a what a motivational. Uh, story you've shared and uh, I'm just really excited to to see what comes next for you and your son and your future and uh, yeah I just I thank you so much for for being on the anyone show thanks Dan I really appreciate it and there you have it Samantha now lives in San Diego and does fitness consulting She's planning to make her professional bodybuilding debut at the IFBB Tampa Pro event in August. If you can get to Florida, I'm sure she'd welcome your support. I would not suggest arm wrestling her, though. Have any questions you'd like answered on a future episode of The Anyone Show? Email us at anyoneshow at gmail.com or contact us on social. We're at Anyone Show on Instagram and Twitter and The Anyone Show on Facebook. Sorry, but we're not yet on Snapchat, Pinterest, Path, MySpace, Friendster, Google+, or Foursquare. Thanks to James Ede for sound engineering, D. Yankee for our theme music, and special thanks to all you listeners who made it this far. If MeUndies or any other underwear company sends me free product that doesn't fit, I promise I'll share them with you. I'm Dan Rollman. We'll talk again soon. <laughs>